Hi to all, uh, this is Dimitris from ICT Career Office and I'm here today with uh, Dr. Alexandros Astaras. He's a faculty here at the American College of Thessaloniki. And uh, I would like to let Alexandros introduce himself. Mm-hmm. So, Alex. Okay, hello everyone. Uh, I'm Alexander Astaras. Um, I work uh, at the American College of Thessaloniki as, a, as assistant professor in computer science. And... Uh, I also do my research at the Aristotle University of Thessaloniki, the laboratory of uh, medical physics, uh, mostly in biomedical engineering. Um, so, uh, today I would like to focus on uh, what it means for someone to be a biomedical engineer. Let's see on the, the life of a biomedical engineer. Okay, well, let's start by saying that uh, when uh, I was in college uh, as an undergraduate, uh, the, the discipline was just beginning to obtain its name. There were no departments in biomedical engineering. Uh, so I came in this field from uh, physics and from electrical engineering, which are my degrees. Uh, so. Uh, right now, you can study to become a biomedical engineer, uh, either through uh, undergraduate studies from a specialized department, or you can get a bachelor's in a similar discipline, um, and then uh, do postgraduate studies to become uh, a biomedical engineer. Uh, the fields that you can come from and become uh, a biomedical engineer Uh, are variable because it's a cross-disciplinary specialty. So you can uh, approach biomedical engineering from uh, uh, computer science, from physics, from chemistry, from biology of course, and medicine. Uh, But several other disciplines could form the basis of uh, biomedical engineers education and then uh, specialization Uh, in postgraduate studies or even the job sometimes. So you mean that someone that can study in uh, their undergraduate degree CS, computer science, Mm -hmm. and then move on to become biomedical engineers or start from biology and move on and become biomedical engineers. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, And it depends, of course, uh, on the country. Uh, But it's only 15 or 20 years ago that the first uh, biomedical engineering uh, Uh, courses uh, and departments were established. Uh, Now, of course, it's uh, standard. Uh, Sometimes we have different names. For example, in Germany, uh, biomedical engineers are usually called medical engineers. Um, Biomedical engineering is the more international term. It comes from America. Um, In Greece, uh, the term is sometimes uh, biomedical technologist, vioiatricos technologos, or Biomedical engineer is also used, uh, but it has to do with uh, uh, the the utilization of the term engineer and uh, the connotations that that has for later uh, professional rights and that kind of thing. So, what is the value of this discipline for the society, for us? So, what do these people do? Hmm. Okay, so... Uh, this is as variable uh, as the paths that can lead towards <laughs> biomedical okay. engineering. So uh, I'll start with um, my uh, specialization, which is electronics and computer science. Okay, so um, 
biomedical engineers tend to develop software and hardware and develop medical instrumentation. So I think one of the most exciting parts of the job for me is the ability to sit down with a medic and essentially try to understand what they do and then think of ways that they could do it better if they have not already thought about it themselves because sometimes they already know, they're, they're very clear about what they want to do. Um, and then think of designing a new medical instrument from scratch. Uh, maybe one that doesn't exist or improve on one that already does exist or maybe combine data that comes from two different instruments that nobody thought of, of combining in that particular way uh, and then ask the medic, would this have diagnostic value? W would this be worthwhile research? Uh, so it is this uh, cross-fertilization between fields that I find uh, the most exciting, the most productive. Uh, I think biomedical engineering tends to attract particularly creative people because of that. Uh, some people are scared of mixing and matching and moving into unexplored territory. Some people thrive in it. And I think biomedical engineering, in my experience, tends to attract the latter type, which makes mm -hmm. for working in a field with really exciting colleagues. That's nice. That, that, that must be very interesting uh, collaboration. So all the equipment we see in the hospitals or in mm -hmm. doctor's offices are products of biomedical engineers, which at that time might not have been called that way. But now this is their territory. Yes, I couldn't have stated it better myself, yes. Uh, absolutely. If the medical instruments that we're used to seeing in hospitals were to be designed today, they would be the products of biomedical engineering. Mm -hmm. And there's subfields. I mean, you have medical informatics and you have medical physics and, uh, uh, you know, all, all kinds of uh, subfields. For example, medical informaticians <coughs> were involved in, um, in decoding the human genome, writing software that automated the process that took many years. Otherwise, it would have taken centuries if we tried to do it by hand. Um, medical physicists are in charge of uh, uh, studying, improving, calibrating and maintaining um, uh, equipment that involves radioactive scanners and that kind of thing uh, in uh, hospitals uh, and many other uh, aspects of, uh, of the instruments as well. So um, there's all, all sorts of biomedical engineers. You remember, I remember uh, that you were describing a project that I don't remember if you were involved in that or not with some of your students, how one can create a, a prosthetic hand mm -hmm. for people that uh, had the they were unfortunate enough to lose one and uh, how different that would be from if the hand was uh, missing from the elbow mm -hmm. or from uh, the arm, mm -hmm. the full arm, and um, how different would be for the biomedical engineer to create a signal mm -hmm. from the mind yes. towards that. Can you elaborate a little more? Because I, I think I made a very, very bad presentation at that, but I, I remember you were very excited about that and I was very excited yeah. listening to it. Yes, uh, sure. I remember that, of course, and it's actually work in progress. Oh. Yes. So what happened, uh, there was an automation engineer. Uh, I used to teach in, a, in an automation engineering department as well. And one of my, uh, of the students that I supervised was particularly uh, bright at building uh, robotic setups. Uh, he built a robotic arm uh, on a very tight budget. That was probably the most impressive part of them all. 
uh, of that project uh, that could copy a person's arm movement. So he had he could move his arm, uh, everything you know, shoulder joint, uh, elbow joint, wrist joint. Um, the fingers were not there; they had pincers, but it moved in a natural way and in a responsive way that felt like a real arm, which on a, on a budget of about one thousand five hundred years was almost incredible. So we're very proud of uh, uh, Nikos's work, and but but we were looking for a higher purpose for it. So we realized that uh, in the biomedical uh, engineering department, the medical physics department downtown at the Aristotle University, they could use such a responsive arm to uh, quote unquote fool people into thinking that that was an extension of their own body because of its fast response time. So we started getting people uh, moving their arm uh, and looking at the robotic arm and see how their brain was accepting the me electromechanical uh, arm as part of their body. Um, in the beginning, we started studying how quickly they responded, uh, and how quickly they learned how to operate the arm, um, then how quickly their brain started accepting it. And in the end, uh, we started uh, thinking, hmm, I wonder if instead of copying a healthy arm's movements, we could get the information directly from the brain. Uh, and then, of course, we started thinking, can we help quadriplegic, uh, paraplegic uh, uh, people with uh, this? Uh, so we actually got uh, electroencephalography data uh, from people looking uh, at arm movements on video, moving their arms if they could, healthy uh, participants would uh, move their own arms, and then trying to move the robotic arm by concentrating. So uh, we started obtaining data about how the brain behaves when it moves its own arm and trying to extract a control signal for the robotic arm, which was placed very close to the body, uh, looking like as if it was part of uh, the body. So it was like you, with uh, the system, you connected the brain with this yes. electronic arm? And then the brain, only by thinking, was moving the electronic arm. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, but it was very difficult. I can imagine. Because, <laughs> yes, uh, and uh, teams, uh, research teams from all around the world are, are attempting this. It is difficult to achieve. It, it is one thing if you have a severed arm and you have a specialized nerve signal that you need to copy across. And it's another thing when you're trying to fish for the signal inside the human brain. The human brain, this device we have between our ears, is the ultimate uh, control device. It's a, the most complicated device in the known universe for us. So it, ha it has a lot of activity and trying to listen in on this activity and isolate just the parts that are interesting in order to produce a robotic uh, control signal uh, is a tough job, especially when you do not wish to drill holes in the skull mm -hmm. and start lowering electrodes in there. So some impressive work lately has uh, the, uh, with respect to um, extracting control signals to move uh, robotic exoskeletons has taken place with electrodes deep inside the brain. But that is quite invasive, and our research team neither had the budget nor the wish to go down that path. So we tried to put sticky electrodes, you know, 
on top of the scalp uh, and get a regular electroencephalogram and try to see what's the best that we can do just with this. Let's try to solve the problem mathematically, electronically, uh, and with signal processing rather than just specializing patients who, uh, whose condition is so severe that they obtained permission to have holes drilled in their skull and electrodes lowered inside them, uh, inside it. Um, and at the end of the day, we managed to get the robotic arm moving, uh, not as fluidly, of course, as it would have had it been copying the movements of a healthy arm. Uh, but that was extremely valuable in itself. And we gained insights into uh, how the signal processing should proceed uh, in real time. That's one of the toughest jobs because if you have two hours to process a person's uh, you know, electroencephalogram and try to focus in on the signal that interests you, it's a lot easier. When you try to do it in milliseconds, uh, that is on the fly, as we say, or near real time. Uh, that is much more challenging. Good. So you're actually saving lives or uh, mm-hmm. significantly improving lives of people yes. through what you create? Yes. Well, As far as my research is concerned, we are contributing to the technology that eventually achieves Mm -hmm. that. But uh, it's a humbling job because a lot of the problems that we tackle um, involve collaboration with colleagues from all around the Mm -hmm. world, um, many different universities and companies. Uh, So uh, it, it is a field in which you get to work with lots of creative people across nations and across disciplines. Um, you have clear targets, which is always nice. It's not abstract research. You have a clear target. Mm -hmm. It is clearly engineering because you're trying to develop something. You're not trying to uh, prove something, say, sort of as in mathematics, which is a more abstract science. Um, And at the end of the day, the target involves improving human quality of life, Mm -hmm. which personally for me is more satisfying than making controlled ships, for example, for an intercontinental ballistic missile that's meant to kill people. <laughs> Good. So, uh, let's wrap it up here for mm-hmm. now. We can continue this discussion mm-hmm. about uh, the field of biomedical engineering. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for your time mm-hmm. and uh, I'll see you soon. Thank Talk you for you having me. Okay, <laughs> take care. Mm-hmm. Θες να κάνουμε λίγο και ένα recording για ένα ακόμα